This is The Journey, a series of interviews by Kathy Wardle with members of St. Joseph Catholic Community who each speak about their faith journey. WSJF will air a new conversation each week. Here's the host of The Journey, Kathy Wardle. with Alexis DeClaudio. You might know her as Alexis McLinigan, but she's Alexis DeClaudio now, and so we're really happy to have her with us. So welcome. Thank you. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah. So, you know, you've had a uh, quite the journey. You know, you and I know each other a little bit, mm-hmm. and so we've talked about your journey before, but I really appreciate you being willing to share this because I think it's a very special oh, journey. I really do. Thanks be to God. Yeah, and that's we all we all have him to thank for this. And mm-hmm. so I guess to start, I'm curious how you got connected here. How did you get to St. Joe's? Because I really forgot that part. So I lived in Richmond uh, for 25 years and then moved up here in 2013 and ended up moving in with one of my two sisters who were pretty close to one another. Um, and the other sister who I had not moved in with, uh, she started taking me to church immediately upon my arrival. That first Monday I was here, she took me to the Shrine of St. Anthony. And then... What a start. Yes, it was. It was an incredible start. And then that following Sunday, she took me to church with her at St. Louis. And so I started going to St. Louis regularly. And when it was time for me to put my feet back underneath me and move up to Sykesville, uh, this was a natural transition to come Mm -hmm. up here, as opposed to making the journey down to St. Louis. I have lots of friends down there, know lots of people, and when I go to church there, it's always fun. Sure, but this is my home. This is your home now. Mm-hmm. And so, um, in your coming here to church, mm-hmm. you were continuing a tradition for you. I mean, were you raised Catholic? Or I was. I was a cradle Catholic. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, although, ironically, as um, as I was kind of reflecting back over some of my life, my early memories are going to church with my dad, who was a Baptist. Uh, he was an Italian Baptist, not something you hear of very often. That's for sure. Um, I have three older siblings, and they went to church with my mom, and I went to church with my dad. And um, I don't remember much about it other than going. Yeah. And then as I got older and I was able to kind of sit in the pew by myself without lots of uh, distractions, um, I started going to church with my mom and then went to went the rest of my life with her. My young life. So your your family were devout. My mom was extremely devout. Although I have to say I didn't quite notice it. It was just who she was. Mm. Um, we didn't pray the rosary or read the Bible or anything like that. But I, I found out later on that she did, and she prayed it a lot. Um, she was very devoted to the Blessed Mother. Did you start doing the same? No, um, not really. I had a real unclear understanding of what church was, what was required of me. Um, I mean, I knew how to go to church and I knew what to do. And I went through personal communion and CCD and got confirmed and did all this. I got married in the church, but I wasn't overly acknowledged. I mm-hmm. guess is probably the best way to say mm-hmm. that. And when I finally got married and we moved to Richmond, I did join a church there and became a uh, um, catechist, I think is what they call right? And mm-hmm. when you're work with the kids, I don't know how I got that job, but I think they were in need. And so I did. I fulfilled that need. 
And that was fabulous. And I learned a lot. But I was at the point of my life where I wasn't ready to actually retain what I learned. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't. But we don't retain things unless we feel a need. Right. Exactly. So really, you want to look at when did I feel a need for this stuff called church or God or right, anything right. else? Did that, when did that happen? Well, probably then, but I just didn't know it. And so... Uh, it didn't actually happen until the day my sister took me to see uh, the, sh the shrine. Wow. So you had a period of time where really long you were just not really there. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I mean, when my daughter was born, she was baptized and she got her first Holy Communion. But I had a really unpleasant encounter with the church right around the time of her hmm. um, virtual Communion. And that really soured me. And you no, know, I think that happens to a lot of people. Yes, yes. And, and it kept you away? It did. It did. It allowed me to be easily convinced not to get her confirmed, to my undying regret. And um, and then I just fell off. I always believed in God. I knew he was there. I spent a long period of time, the majority of my 30s and 40s, thinking that I wasn't worthy for him to even bother with me. Mm -hmm. So... Um, they were pretty dark times. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a very necessary but very painful journey. So that happens too for a lot of us. We get away and then we finally hurt bad enough that, you know, we start looking for help. Right. Is that what happened when you, when you came here? No, I wasn't unnecessarily looking for help. I was just in need of help. Oh, that is a difference, isn't it? Yeah. And, um, God granted me a gift with my sister. I just didn't know it. So in, in the order of siblings, I have a sister who's seven years older than I am, brother who's five years older, and another that's two and a half years older than me. And, me. and it was always kind of the older two and the younger two. And I didn't know the gift I had been given. Pretty much probably from the moment of my birth. She dogged me all of those years. Dogged me. What are you doing? Go to church. Pray. What are you doing? What are you doing? Stop doing that. Stop being depressed. I'm like, we wish it were that easy. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not, that's, that's a tribute to her, not a criticism yeah, of her. Sure. Because it was just a constant reminder that he was there. And and then my brother and his wife, his wife, my sister-in-law, is the most serene, devout woman I had ever met in my life, outwardly and inwardly. And um, so it was just her constant steady mm -hmm. steadiness was really fundamental as well. So you had two constants. One was peaceful and quiet, and the other was more vocal. Yes. Wow, yes. what a great... Combination. It was. It was. I was <laughs> totally, totally gifted with that. And um, and then when I moved up here, she, um, my sister, really spent time teaching me, and not just teaching me about God, but just helping me reacclimate myself back to the natural world. Hmm. And I needed it because I was. Shell shocked. What do you What do you mean? There, there, 
acclimating to the natural world, like the daily life. Oh, daily life. My sadly, my marriage was very tumultuous and ended very poorly. Um, I struggled with that. I did not want to be divorced at all. And, um, you know, I know in the Catholic faith, they're not supposed to get divorced. And I went to seek an annulment thinking, well, that might solve things. But my daughter said, please don't do that. So for her, I didn't. And uh, I've come to be totally, totally on board with God's plan for me. And um, genuinely feel that he still sees me as married, so I behave accordingly. Hmm. That seems mysterious to me. <laughs> well, I don't date. I don't seek dating. I don't... Not involved. Nothing like that. Like, I live my life as a married person who lives alone. And that is out of obedience. Yes, absolutely. So that was a real conscious, conscious yes, choice. Yes, 100%. 100%. And, you know, that that shows such a wonderful love for Jesus. Oh. Um, you know, your your love relationship is real. I mean, look at your face. I mean, yeah. I, can, I can see it on your face there. It's very real. Oh, it's very real. It's it's tangible in my, for my moment-to-moment life. Tangible. Would Would you call it getting sparked or started out by some gratitude or no I would say when when I first moved up here um I was going through the motions I knew I needed it I didn't understand what it was I needed and I was extremely blessed to have received a spiritual director from the shrine oh who honestly I think turned out to be the whole turning point for me. That his his um, his direction, his patience, and uh, love of God, trust in God, just wore me down. And I say it like that because there would be times when we would be meeting where he would say, "Repeat it, repeat it, repeat." God loves you. Say it again. Say it again. And I would say it for like five, what felt like five or six minutes. Until I was actually saying it with conviction. Wow. And um, <clears throat> and then I believed it. You know, you're, you're reminding me that it's almost like a spiritual boot camp. Oh, it was. You had a, lo- a very loving drill sergeant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did, I did. Thanks be God for him. So, yes. you know, that uh, sparked the relationship that you live in now with mm-hmm. such freedom, it, it sounds like. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I talked to God Jesus, both, and the Blessed Mother all the time. That's how we spend my day. And, um, you know, I mean, I stumble and fall all the time, right? I definitely make many, many mistakes all the time. And uh, when I'm listening, which I try to do as much as possible, (laughs) I I feel the nudges. Don't do that. Do this instead. And when I ignore those nudges, Whatever I'm doing doesn't turn out quite as well as it might have. Doesn't mean necessarily it was bad, but it's not quite as good as it was or could have been. And when I listen to the nudges, it's just Jesus. Oh, it sounds like somebody going, hey, yeah, hey, you. Right. There's Absolutely. a better way here. Mm-hmm. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. That's what I hear. Stop. Don't. 
come on, we've had this conversation. <laughs> you know that's not where you're supposed to go. That path you're supposed to get down. Like, okay, fine. It's really fun down that path. He's like, no, it isn't. It isn't fun down that path. Or it is until you get to the end and then it's just a bottomless pit. Yeah. Come this hard path with me. Um, the um, Diary of St. Faustina has a section in it that I think of all the time where she talks about um, this beautiful field of flowers and just people are dancing and celebrating and they're so, so happy and joyful and, da, 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 and then they just fall off the edge as they move forward. And then there's this other path that's rocky and hard and thorny and tight and you slip off the path all the time and you need help back up on and it's just a struggle. But when you get to the end of that path, there's God. And I think to myself, I've been on that path. I'm still on that path, but I'm getting closer. I can see the light. And I can see him waiting for me. With my mom and dad, my grandparents. And Sorry. Do you still get to dance a little bit? On the path? Not very often. <laughs> Not very often. But in a different way. Um, when I get helped up, I'm dancing. I'm still on the path, but I'm dancing. Yeah. You know, I, I, several years ago, started, I heard somebody, a speaker, say something to the effect of, when somebody says, how are you? Just in passing, you're walking down the street, how are you? Reply, blessed. I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty hard. I don't know if I can do that. So I tried it. It was really hard at first, you know. I bet. Not only hard just because it's putting yourself out there, but also because it was so outside of the normal of what I used to say, you know, just fine or good or whatever a normal greeting is. But the response I started getting was just phenomenal. People would turn to me, double take. How do I get that? I wish I had that. So am I. As a as a Protestant, it would be and highly favored. I would get that all, I get still get that all the time. I say, Amen, amen. I am. Cool. And I think I might try that. Oh, it's actually. so, it's so wonderful. It's so it and I know that that just little tiny thing is part of my evangelization. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. saying out there, sorry, this is not sorry, but sorry, this is all God. Oh, you're making me very inspired. We're <laughs> changing my ways too. This is great. Oh, well. I don't know if that'd be pretty awesome. Hold that thought there, and we'll take a little pause and come back next week. You've been listening to The Journey with our host, Kathy Wargle. WSJF will air a new conversation with Kathy each week. Please continue to listen for new interviews on The Journey from St. Joseph Catholic Community.